2: This show is brought to you by The Makery,
3: the podcast network for makers.
4: Hello and welcome to the 200th episode of Night Talk. 200 episodes who would have thought who very first very first interview and then interviewing you guys and a bunch of other people 200 crazy a lot of wasted time (laughs) a lot of wasted time a lot of dick jokes and not as much as
3: not as much as people would have appreciated quite possibly yeah
4: and and the odd bit of knife news the odd bit of knife talk you know Just, just, just a bit just a bit so i'm drinking (laughs)
3: I mean, it's a Friday. I mean, it's Friday night. dark from the (laughs) bottom. Yeah, come on! Congratulations, number one! Congratulations to you, Craig, for making this happen since day one. You're the captain of the ship. You started this thing, and then you, you know, you pulled us in for moderate help. And this is this is this should be your. This should be your grand. You know, I may have started it,
4: but I would never have continued every week if it weren't for you guys. Mainly putting pressure on me to make sure I show up every, every Friday. But uh, but yeah, we've had lots of fun. We've met some, we've chatted with some great people, had lots of fun. It's all been good, all been good. We'll get back to the yeah. 200th show festivities later. Um, Mareko, what, what's been going on this week? Let's, let's keep it brief. We've got a lot to go through.
2: Absolutely. Uh, my kid started school this week, which he was super stoked about. He's in Waldorf school. So everything's outdoors except for like going to the bathroom. And even sometimes they let the kids go pee on a bush or on a tree or something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, Oh, actually. So he decided he wanted to start cooking, which is awesome. Wow. I that's... love it. So uh, he did his favorite, which is box mac and cheese, <laughs> uh, Annie's box mac and cheese. And, uh, and he he did a great job. You know, my my wife, like, was there to help him to know, but he did all the stirring and he helped with pouring out the, the, the pasta out of the water and all that kind of stuff. He had a great time. He loved it. It was a very positive experience. He was very happy with himself, which is very good because I would love for him to keep doing that. Mm. <laughs> it, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, um, I just f- actually finished uh, doing some forging on a Damascus piece uh, or some Damascus that I've been working on and kind of like been showing here on there on my Instagram. Um, but haven't really kind of done a reveal yet. So I'm hoping probably not this week, but next week I'll be doing a reveal on that pattern. Um, oh, just finished uh kinda of refresh freshening up the uh, three Smith and Bard knives. They're carbon steel blades that I I actually finished them last uh, December. Hmm. The goal was to have them ready for like the holiday shopping season at the end of November, but I obviously missed that and I was like, nope, not gonna do it. So I just held on to them. So I just freshened them back up and have them ready on um, to head out the door. And then I think the last thing I watched the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix and Jeff, I have a challenge for you. And that is to watch that documentary and see if your opinion about him does not change. Um, I would be amazed because it was a very interesting story. And I think all that he had done around his painting and stuff uh, was really, truly to try to help bring positivity into people's lives. I'll tell Um, you, I'll tell you,
3: I'll tell you how I feel about it. One is, I don't like the fact I don't. I didn't watch the documentary, and I've never bought Bob Ross paints anyway, so I'm not sure. too worried about that. <laughs> I'm not going to stop buying them because I've already stopped buying. I never bought Bob Ross. Call yeah, yourself yeah. an artist, Jesus. He, I, I believe <laughs> that he did some good for some people, but he, in and of itself, that style of art is does not propel the creativity of man. It's the same thing as like when you buy Legos and they give you the whole kit and they whoa, tell you whoa, exactly whoa, whoa, what to whoa, whoa, whoa. do. Whoa, whoa. Lego, Lego, Lego. Lego. But I'm for you know. Listen, he, there wasn't anybody else doing it, so I give him a lot of credit for that. But I mean, I was grown up by an artist who was a bit of a snob, so it, it rubs off. Hmm. He didn't do much for white yeah. men with afros. So I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. Jeff Lynne t- stole his shit. ELO. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, so you've had a
4: busy week, there, Mariko. It's all been good. Yeah, I've been staying busy for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, Jeff, your week. What's been going? On?
3: I, w- Morocco, I will take your challenge. I will watch okay. the the video and I'll give you an honest, unbiased opinion. I, okay. I'm generally going to side with the Bob Ross family. That's number one. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. So I know that there's some controversy about who owns yep. this, his, the legacy of his of his estate, and I'm going to side with him. I, just to let you know, but I will give you my honest opinion next week. Um, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a week of um, knife making. It's been a week of f- weird, inter- funny interactions with, um, with the Jacques Pepin family. And, um, <laughs> nice. and then I also, I'm going to tease the last of the humiliations I've suffered for my own health. So at the after show, I will tell you about my prostate exam. So we're going to tease that. that's a 200th episode tease because it is funny and it's men's health important. But um, I just uh, real quick is I just sent a knife. The Jacques Papin family told me that the knife I made him he loved it, and he they said that he really likes a smaller knife. And this is what's interesting for knife makers. Most of the time people think you know especially knife makers especially if they're not cooks, they think about what a cook needs, and a lot of times they think about the knife, how you're ha- holding it. If you're holding it in the, you know, regular position, or you're pin, you're you're choked up on it in the pinch position, and you think about that, but you don't think about, you don't think about how um, you're you're you are in re- in relative uh, space to your counter. So Jacques Papin, famous chef, one of the best of all time, he. On his videos, you'll notice that his uh, his 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 countertop is over his waist is higher is higher on his body than normal, and then his cutting board is part of the countertop. So what he'll do is he'll actually he'll his knuckles will be over the edge of the countertop. So that means he doesn't really need to. So he's higher up than normal people. When you're in the pinch position on a chef's knife, two inch heel chef knife, you're probably going to be it's going to be a little bit harder because. Your shoulder is gonna be on the on the higher side. But if your knuckles are clear, then you can use a shorter heeled knife. So he generally likes his favorite knife is a like a petty knife, like a long pairing knife with like an inch, inch and a half heel, which is you know tough if you have if you're if you're holding it when you're you're worried about your knuckles to be clear. So I made him this knife and it was really cool. And they sent me these videos and pictures of him using it, and he really liked it. The funny part was his family's awesome. His daughter Claudine and their and her husband Raleigh have been just incredible in terms of his legacy. He's 83, 85. I mean, he's like been at it for a long time and they're really kind of helping build his legacy in the modern day. You know, he started he was in the 50s he was the main chef for uh, Howard Johnson in the United States. I mean, he really, you know, he became very famous for cooking with uh, Julia Childs. And he, he'd be synonymous with this kind of building of uh, uh, public higher education for cooking. So they're really good with with him. So they send me this video and he's he's peeling a um, a tomato. So he's cutting the tomato skin away with my knife and it's, he's concentrating and, you know, it's like it's working great. It's looking really good. And then... They're t- chitter chatting, chitter chattering, and they have some guests there, I guess they have guests sometimes for you know they all they don't live together, they live far apart, and then they all come and hang out and then all of a sudden you're you're hearing, oh, what if that? And he loves the knife, and he's like intently cutting the tomato, and then, like most people who think that they're funny, one of the guests who was not there, you know them, started saying, "Well, who made the knife and then you know one of the family members. So know his name's Jeff Federer. And he goes, Jeff Federer? And here's the time. I've heard this before. And this is also like the moment of, you can almost hear the, the cogs churning in this person's you know, mind that they're about to be hilarious. And they said, I wonder if he's related to Roger Federer. Oh my god. I thought he was like, say, Is that the guy with the manky fingers. <laughs> damn. God damn. That would have been better. See if it was a funny <laughs> joke. It would have been better, but it means like some people can't control themselves. Yeah. They can't control themselves. So I'm just like I'm looking at this video and I'm like what the fuck can I do with this fucking thing? Cuz it's like yeah. it's like this shitty joke at the end. It's like it's like why? Why do you have to in- Why don't you just And then they said it to me and I'm just like what the fuck am I going to do with this Roger, shitty Roger Federer joke. So that was my story. What the fuck you gonna <laughs> you voice do? Over there. Uh, <laughs> it was so it was so annoying because it was just like, how many times would you get a video of like a, one of the most famous chefs on the planet using your your knife, and then all of a mm. sudden it's like, here comes the shittiest joke I can think of. Let me say it and spoil the whole video. It's yeah. like I mean you I mean just not I mean not funny at all. No, Well, no. So people but, want their little slice of.
4: Uh, just it's to be fine. recognized, to be noticed, I suppose.
3: It's yeah. fine. I bitched to Tony about it for a while, and Tony thought it was funny. So we all we always get these <laughs> like these great opportunities come and then it's always something that's completely annoyed me. So yeah. but you know, that's it. Funny. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are
4: you gonna do? So my week, um, whilst we're talking about cut-in videos, um, my little Molly, two years old. Cut the mushrooms for bolognese for us this week. And I know people would say mushrooms and bolognese, but hey, she's two years old. She cut them. I'm going to put them in. Um, knife skills, total knife skills on the girl. Amazing stuff. But um, they're in school. Um, they're, they're in week two now, and they're slowly, slowly getting better each morning. They've been crying every morning, but we're slowly getting there. Um, knife-wise, I've got my hundred knives ready. Um, these are going to be launched on Monday, by the way. They were launched today, but they're n- definitely being launched on Monday. Um, I've taken the pictures. Um, I just need to process them a little bit. Um, so, if anybody's looking, this is the uh, this is the H folder. Sweet. Which is uh, it's, a, it's a classic pen knife, but it's got a bit of bit of a beef to it, and uh, I love the uh, the noise. I love it. I love that's it. called the walking and talking. That's the walking and talking. So that's on Monday. They'll be released. Um... The first 20 sold are going to be numbered as well. Um, so, yeah, so if you're one of the first 20, you're going to have a numbered edition. Um, and I've heard maybe Knife Talk 10 could work for our listeners. Get maybe out of it here. It could work. Don't do maybe. it. Maybe. Don't do it. Like a Knife Talk price. 10. I had to get Brian to do an ad for me. Um, Knife Talk 10. Um, what else? Today, I had uh, the opportunity to, pay, to play 150 grand guitar which was just like the oh, best. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we've got a, um, a gig coming up, which is next Friday, which I need to speak to you guys. But maybe next week we need to change the day that we're recording. Um, but we're playing with another band, um, and who are locally, and it's their first gig too. And we were like, okay. So I said, well, let's get together. We can work out what kit we've got. There's no point in both setting up our full kit. Um so he said, fine, come around to my studio. And I'm thinking he means, you know, like this, a little studio. Oh no, no, no. He's got a full stage setup, he's got lighting rigs, smoke rigs, he's got it all. Oh boy. Um and he had about half a million uh, pounds worth of guitars.
3: Oh my god. Like wow. and I was just Jeez. like, What?
4: All these like vintage Les Pauls, like fifty seven Les Paul and all that. and it was just like just incredible. So yeah, so that's been like a massive highlight of my week. It was really cool. Um yeah. But yeah, we're, we're, let's get back to our 200th <laughs> episode of Knife Talk. Time to celebrate. We do have a guest today. Really? Can you guess who it is, Jeff? Um, it's not, it's not your new buddy, Jimmy Durasta, who, by the way, um, I heard that interview today, was very, very good on Full Blast. Very good.
3: Is it? Is it? You Tell me. I can do better than that. I can show you. <laughs> Look who it
5: is. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Hello, darling. Fingal.
3: <laughs> Fingal.
5: And he's on the stones. Ah, we brought a little pink fizz to the occasion, sweetie.
3: <laughs> Holy shit! Look, he's drinking too. This, oh, that's what they do over there in Europe. I mean, in the UK. <laughs> I mean, in Europe or whatever the hell you guys are. Exactly. Kim, Kardashian. Matt do do Kim Kardashian. the Wangle thinks Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian. Good health. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Fingal. Thank you for What's having this, me. What's this third or fourth time?
5: Yes, if we're not doing the full
4: blast, yeah, third. You're basically, a, the you're basically a co-host now. You're a co-host <laughs> there, right? So I was thinking, I can't do next Friday, so maybe Fingal just just steps in for me. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. There'll be no gimmicks and buttons pressed, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a fun show, I'm pretty sure of it. So we've got some questions. We've got some um, user feedback. We've got dilemmas. Um, shall we go straight in with the dilemma, Jeff? Because now we've got three of us. Now we've got a... Uh, yeah. It'll be slightly well, different the, this time. Well, the
3: dilemma is when are you going to put the ads in? That's the real dilemma. Oh, always thinking about the money, like the money shop. Fuck
4: okay. Sake.
3: <laughs> First one is...
6: Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com.
3: Okay, this is Craig's... This is championship yeah, Craig's I I favorite... One. Oh, 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 oh. We may have a quiz. We may
7: have what? a quiz.
4: Shall we jump straight in with a quiz? I think maybe. should. Sure. This one is themed, and we've got three guests now as well. Um, this is themed on the Price is Right. So I'm thinking, you guys, Big Shot podcasters now, Jeff with his two podcasts, <laughs> Mareko's been doing this for years with us. You guys are probably out of touch with the real world now. I'd imagine, you know, yeah, <laughs> driving around in your Ferraris, and you know, we yeah. know what it's like. sign in knives for customers and so on so i'm going (laughs) to see how in touch with the world you really are so do you have a phone with you or a pen and bit of paper just something you can take a note of something on
3: yes yes
4: okay okay anything you'll do anything you can take a note on okay welcome ladies and gentlemen to the price is right did it did it do seven questions I gonna I'm gonna ask for the price of something and whoever's closest gets the point. Simple as that. Okay. okay. So let's see how out of touch you are. What um, currency? Which country? the oh, no, currency. Your, what currency? Euro, oh, these dollar. are dollars,
3: I'm afraid. So this is US. Okay. US. Finkel knows all about dollars. <laughs> There's nobody I think Fingel knows more about dollars than I do. Well, I
4: think Finkel <laughs> will know more about this first one than you two anyway. How much is a gallon of milk? In Walmart, so a gallon, one hundred and twenty-eight oh. fluid ounces. <laughs> in Walmart, how much is a gallon of milk? Or do you simply—is that the watered-down
5: your... shit that they kind of
4: get? or is this the good high-end milk? It's, oh yeah, yeah. allegedly yeah. full flat, full full fat
3: rather, <laughs> full flat. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I mean, but I'm just wondering not whether, organic. Whether how liters in the, how many liters in out. a gallon? And uh, not organic. We're talking straight, straight up Walmart milk. cheap, right. cheap. White sauce. I only go to Whole Foods,
4: by the way. This is. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. Okay. I send my staff to Whole Foods for me.
7: To- <laughs> you, know, you, know. Whole Foods. you
3: know what they call Whole Foods? Whole paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you're in the chat, please don't
4: give it. A- Actually, you can. You can give an answer to these ones if you like. How much is a gallon of milk in Walmart? And that was priced today. I'll then go on to question number two. In a oh thick- okay
3: we're writing it oh no if you can not write it down
4: up. so there's no cheating no cheating
3: okay oh, yeah, I got <clears throat> just lost my pen hold on hold on one second. just just talk for a second
4: sure on it matt the wangle has said um fingal says oh you poor peasants and your are walmart <laughs> we do actually okay, have okay. a version of walmart well in the uk um they own asda which is like the big supermarket brand there as well which is we our have, version we of have Walmart. super
5: value. Super value. Okay. And super, value. super And done
4: stores. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. A gallon you of are. milk in Walmart, which is 128 fluid ounces, apparently. The complete opposite end of the scale. How much is the cheapest Tesla available today on the website? <laughs> a brand new, completely standard, as it comes, no extras, the cheapest Tesla, which is a Model 3 Tesla, by the way. Right. Again, Th- in dollars.
2: This is the, the common man's purchase right this is the common man's. yeah yeah this is the walmart in the tesla yeah
3: yeah that's right okay Okay. (laughs) the walmart
7: tesla
4: we've got seven questions here by the way um okay number three how much is a single bitcoin worth and i'm pretty sure the value has changed massively since i looked an hour ago in dollars a single whole bitcoin Um, okay. Kay. The value, no problem. An hour ago, which was very oh, different. No. Three days ago, by the way, very, very different. Three days ago, um, okay. An hour ago. Number four. How much is a Big Mac currently in McDonald's? Not, not the full uh, meal, just the sandwich, completely standard. Le Big Mac. Kay. Le Big Mac. Le we... Big Mac. Oh,
3: okay. I'm changing my mind. Okay,
4: okay. And again, okay. the complete opposite end of the scale. How much is a thirty-two ounce prime ribeye at the famous St Elmo's
3: steakhouse?
2: Holy shit. Where's 32 St. Thirty two ounce steakhouse? prime ribeye? Thirty two ounces. Yeah. Gab.
3: Where's where's that place? Indianapolis. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's gonna be a lot cheaper then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's not New York prices, I'm sure. But um thirty-two um, ounce prime ribeye. Thirty two
3: ounce prime ribeye. I Googled the most I'll famous say... restaurants in the US
4: and this would this has come up as number two and I'd never heard of it. St. Okay. Steakhouse.
7: Okay.
4: Okay. Okay. Number six. If I wanted a one-way flight from JFK New York to London Heathrow today, What's the cheapest price I could get that for today? One one
3: way, not... One okay. way. One way. Okay. Why, you, why would you want to go okay. back, let's face it? One, one way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob Norris, I apologize for making that joke. About Indianapolis, I know it's not cheap. I'm making a joke. <laughs> Calm down. Indianapolis, I'm with you. Relax. Canadians are after me too. It's fine. Okay, last
4: question, then we'll go on to something else, and we may come back for another round of a quiz later. Um, okay. Okay. This isn't in dollars. This is in seconds. Okay. How many seconds of audio have we recorded since episode one? Seconds Jesus of Christ. audio. Jesus
2: Christ. Is that number? Whoever's 80? closest gets the point. Fast that? okay. maths. All right. Pencil is down. Okay.
3: Pencils down. I like I it. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
4: Okay. Let's start at the top. How much is a gallon okay. of milk worth in Walmart? Let's start with Jeff. I said three ninety-nine.
2: dollars mm.
4: 99 are you
2: going?
4: Fingo. I said $2.99. I said 2
3: dollars was the closest. Two sixty-one. Damn, damn cheap walmart milk that's some <laughs> that's some white water is what that is it is damn. Just go, yeah.
7: a gallon damn. a two
3: dollars 61 gallon jeez damn <sighs> cheap ass milk right there i mean you can't even i can't even buy the box I can't even buy the cardboard box for two no, $2. no. go ahead <laughs> I can see Fingal visibly shaking at it.
4: I know. I know. He's absolutely like, filming.
3: He's like, "I pay five dollars a gallon for the goddamn milk for the goddamn." I tea. steal
4: that shit free every day. Yeah, Straight <laughs> Straight from the from the teat every morning, warm,
5: warm from the teat.
4: Give me that, give me that hot milk. Um, two sixty one is two ninety nine the closest. Yes, it was. So that was Morocco. One question, one point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How much is the cheapest Tesla, which is the standard model three currently on the US Tesla website? Let's start with Finkel this time.
5: I have no idea, so I said something like seventy five thousand. Mareko.
2: I said sixty thousand. And Jeff Jeffrey. is changing his answers right now.
3: I said se- I did not change my answer. I said seventy thousand.
2: <laughs> well,
4: Marekko gets the point again, but you're all way wrong. It's far cheaper than you'd expect. It is 34190 Really? Oh. It's a base model, um, uh,
3: Model 3, standard model. He, Marekko's in touch. He's completely in touch. He is. He
2: knows the We're market. out of touch. I would go by like $26,000. A south-facing roof. Okay, number three.
4: A single Bitcoin is currently – when I say currently, this was an hour ago. Um, it's value in dollars an hour ago. Let's start with Morocco this time.
2: Okay. I said 32,000 dollars.
3: Jeff. I said 42,000 dollars. Fingal. I said five. Oh wow. <laughs> no. I'll buy a bunch <laughs>
4: off you if you've got' if you're selling them for five. Jeez. Um, Jeff wins the point. Um, 45,512. 20 cents. Whew. And literally two days ago, it was probably worth another fifteen grand on top of that. But it, it's gone up and down oh, really? very quickly. Yes, You've made um, some we're
3: forward. already ahead. We're finally ahead. We're ahead yeah. by a oh, not a lot. Okay,
4: how much is a Big Mac in McDonald's in the US? Just the sandwich, not the
3: meal. Um, Fingal.
5: Plucking figures, three dollars.
2: Jeff. One ninety nine. Morecco. I said $3.69. Oh, 3
7: dollars
4: wins the prize. Damn, Marekko. Wow.
3: completely in touch. you got three out of it. <laughs> 3 expensive considering it's more than
2: a I've been watching of milk prices, right,
3: since before <laughs> I could walk. You can win
4: this toaster and the set of crystal glasses. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> or
3: a speedboat between two families, which is always <laughs> tough, So this is this is so Fingal and I really need to step it up if we're gonna win this. You do, you do. Yeah, now it's like I mean this is yeah.
4: only round one. There may be more rounds, oh, okay. but you may okay. be more favorable okay. in other rounds, who knows? Okay. Thirty two ounce prime ribeye at the famous, really famous <laughs> St. Elmo's Steakhouse <laughs> um is Moreko. Ninety five dollars. Jeff. Fifty dollars, Fingal. Twenty-five dollars. Damn,
3: I want to go to that press run.
4: Morocco, you win again. One hundred and seven dollars. Fuck! Look at you. <laughs> He's Look a man at at for you the of
3: the people in My God, you are really are taking it all away. Four in a row. <laughs>
4: Right, it's four points to Morocco, one to Jeff, and zero to Finger, which is understandable. This this is sort of American, you know, focused. Hundred,
3: hundred dollar steak,
4: yes, hundred and seven dollars, thirty two ounce though. It's a fair size. That's a share if, of steak. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, ooh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. If I wanted a one way oh. flight from JFK to London Heathrow today, um, what would be the cheapest price I'd be able to find? This is the cheapest price on the internet. For a flight, JFK to Heathrow, uh, Morocco,
3: uh, three seventy-five. Fingal, two hundred and fifty. Oh my God! You yes. guys are like flying. I said seven hundred dollars, one way. One way. Yeah. So wait, that you the said seven hundred? The cheapest,
4: the cheapest flight though. That that's the. You said seven, and what did you say, Morocco? Three seventy-five. Three seventy-five. Marekka wins. Oh
7: my God! <laughs> <this is> unbelievable!
3: It's <laughs> got five in a no, row. No, 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 this no, 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 no,
4: no. Sorry, Jeff wins. It's five, seven, uh-huh. nine. Yeah. Jeff is closest. There you go. Yeah, Jeff is closest. One. Just, 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 just.
3: I'm paying too much for my airplane tickets. Yeah, well,
4: you guys do, don't
2: you? You pay a lot for flights over there. Well, when you fly mm. business class. <laughs> yes, yeah. none of your business class none of your business class I love to that free champagne him and his minions
4: yeah, yeah yeah free <laughs> okay last question then we'll get on to some knife related stuff maybe how many seconds of audio have we recorded since episode one um, and we'll ask people in the chat as well what do you think how many seconds of audio since episode one Morocco. what are we
2: thinking I said Twenty-two
4: thousand. Fingle, what we thinking? Oh, I think we're like one million
5: four hundred forty-four thousand seconds. Like
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a difference there, uh, Jeff. I said a hundred thousand seconds.
4: Fingle wins the point. Fingle wins the point. Yes!
7: <laughs> this is how many
4: seconds <laughs> of quality, quality entertainment we've we polluted the internet with <laughs> one million. I, I take it using a calculator is allowed though isn't it googling yeah of course is, of course yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. one million two hundred and ninety six thousand four hundred and eighty wow. wow that's a lot of seconds of uh Jeez lost time <laughs> right okay well, let's we wreck around then Morocco in the lead with four points jeff with two Fingle with one Stay tuned. There may be more. Jeff, do we have any, uh, what are we going to do? Some dilemmas. Dilemmas would be good.
3: Yes. This is the tough scenario segment what, that uh, has become very popular. Um, <laughs> this is tough, tough scenarios that are given that we are to answer honestly and not phony. Uh, the first one comes from Stone Ridge Metalworks metal work. Uh, Hey, knife talk. congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm currently in the predicament that I can use some help. He's in the predicament. We're going to help him out. I have a ridiculous amount of homework that needs to be done, but I also have a fresh build of Damascus, some bronze, and some sweet carbon fiber that needs to become a knife. As you can see, there's the obvious answer. Make the knife, right? But is it worth it just to put it off to do mindless homework? Thanks for keeping it real, y'all. Carbon so fiber he do utility. his homework?
4: Well, carbon That's fiber, what we've, got an ex- we've got an expert here who can help with that. Aaron, Ha-ha! you've used carbon Aaron. fiber in the past, surely. Uh, no, actually. Ah, Oh, oh, well, uh, you'll see you later then.
3: So- <laughs> Oh my God! I can't believe it! Can't believe- Listen to me. Listen to me. I invited, that was Aaron Goff for a second. Oh, he's back. Saying. Thank God.
6: Jeff yes, promised me Craig wasn't going to give me the hook.
3: I, listen to me. Listen to, for, the, for the listeners of the podcast, we now have Fingle Ferguson and Aaron Goff. I invited Aaron to come on today, and the email he sent me back was, I wonder how fast it will take Craig to give me the hook. I wrote back, he will not give you the hook. And as soon as you gave him the hook, I was like, He's making me look bad,
6: (laughs) making me look bad. Two seconds.
7: That was
3: way faster than I was expecting. Aaron, how are you?
6: I'm doing good, mate. Sorry, my my shop is very noisy. I'm in the corridor. I couldn't find, like, a microphone in my shop to join you guys, so I'm on my phone in the corridor.
4: It's fine. It's absolutely fine.
6: Jeff,
3: tell us the dilemma again, and maybe Aaron can go first. Uh Okay, so the dilemma is uh, Stone Ridge Metalworks is in school and he's got a predicament. He's got a lot of homework to do, but he also has a build of Damascus, some carbon fiber and some bronze, and he feels like he has to make the knife. What should he do? Do his schoolwork and his homework or make the knife?
6: Mm. Mm. Can he do both? Or is it just one or the
7: other?
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's asking a question. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Answer the question. <laughs> how hard he's going to give you the hook again
6: if you start asking too many
7: questions. I'll just make the fucking knife.
6: Have some fun. All right. There you go. There's the answer. For
3: cool. It never did good for
6: anybody, you know?
4: <laughs> quite true. Quite true. Um, Marekko, what are you doing? Are
2: you, are you doing your homework or are you making the knife? Um, I, would, I would channel Jeff Vader, who I think would say, show some discipline and get your damn schoolwork done and then earn earn the chance to okay. go finish that damn knife
3: this is a good answer mm. no,
2: no. <laughs> it's far too sensible
6: it's yeah not, that's not podcasting you have to be uh, controversial
3: yeah oh okay well that's why you're here
6: <laughs> I'm just just Fingal, what are you
3: doing
4: are you, are you doing your homework or i mean you've got young I kids think, what yeah, yeah. what are you advising I think, them to i do? think the
5: young the young finger would have been doing his homework really itchy but i think older more mature Fingal would have said never put forward a job you can do today you know like mm. i have to yeah, admit okay. i i think i think get it done
4: yeah yeah i think um We live in the modern age where we've got the internet. That homework can be done. You can Google answers. You can get that homework done in
7: minutes. (laughs) Get
4: the homework done and get the knife made. Um, That's what I say. Yeah, Jeff, are you you going all sensible on us?
3: Yeah. Making the knife should be your prize. So getting your homework done so you can get to the prize is where it's going to be. All right. So that was the easy warm-up question. The next one comes from jake norris who's in actually in the chat if you if you listen to the knife talk and you want to join us you can go on youtube live on friday afternoons we usually send a th- if you follow us on instagram we usually do a thing and then you can join the chat so jake norris uh says here's your tough situation you're offered a pill that will eliminate your need for sleep but it would take five years off your life do you take it uh, yes. you could work through the night, al- all right. <laughs> you could work through the night. Jesus Christ, calm down, Aaron. Jesus Christ, you could work through the night, uh, allowing more time with the family throughout the day. But is it worth the cost? Aaron's, Aaron's a yes, he's taking the pill. Yeah, um, yeah, he didn't give a fuck about those five years no anyway. Way. It was the worst five years. Maybe let's make, four years. Four. let's make it 10 years. Let's make it 10 years. Ten years. Oh, so oh, make it ten years. Maybe that changes.
6: Are they, are they ten healthy years or are you like sickly and frail? You
3: know. I mean, you pick your you pick your ten year I mean, whatever. I mean, ten years is ten years.
6: Uh, where all knife makers sucking down dust and stuff? I, I think they're going to be sickly and frail. <laughs> Let's trade in that ten year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Do you know what? I enjoy sleep.
4: I know you don't. You don't know sleep, but I love I, I love. You know that feeling of falling asleep, and I love, I love it. So, it's a big joy of my life. So, why would I want to give that up? Um, no way. No, yeah. Keep sleeping. Keep trucking. That's what I say. Morocco, where you going?
2: I second that. I need my sleep. I, yeah. I, I need sleep too much.
4: What about Fingal?
5: I don't sleep much anyway. I thought you'd sleep (laughs) then for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't sleep much anyway. So I suppose the the thing is I get so much done during the day. I think you kind of need that time to stop. Otherwise, your head, Mm. it'll explode. I mean, you don't need the need to sleep, but you need the time to switch off.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think sleep helps me with it. Let's say if I'm doing something and I may be stuck on it or, you know, I'm struggling with it or whatever it may be, it doesn't have to be knife making. It could be, you know, trying to learn a song. It could be whatever it is. I find after a sleep the next day, I can generally crack it much, much quicker. Hmm. Um, So I think maybe that sleep, something's happening in my brain where I'm actually learning while I sleep. So
3: yeah, sleep all day for me. Do you guys work better in the morning or late at night? I'm shit in the morning.
7: Yeah, I wish
5: I, I wish I was better in the morning but like it's yeah so how late can you
3: do you work what's the latest you'll work at night now, what kind of work—physical, hands-on, or do the computers? Like this is knife talk. This isn't. You know, we're not. We're back with cow. We're not with cow talk.
7: So this is, I mean, you know,
3: I know you're milking them cows yeah. first thing in the morning. you Gotta get that. I mean, the you bull know, semen you know, work is is his favorite job, which is
4: evenings normally. After maybe after a few drinks, you know. Uh, that's your lifter. That's your little booster
3: there. But I mean, how late do you guys? mind working before you're just like, this is a bad idea. I do a lot
5: of jobs when kids go to bed. So you find yourself in, in a little thing where you're going until one o'clock sometimes, but that's stuff we can do at home, computers and wrapping knives and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Physical stuff I do from, you know, morning until, until six.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, since having children, things have changed massively. So, you know, trying to spend as much time with them as possible. So we generally put them to bed at seven thirty, and then no work really, and unless it's a Friday and I do this show. Um, generally, from seven thirty p.m., that's it. It's myself, and my wife. That's it. You know, trying to spend more sort of quality time. Uh, but b- before kids, it was it was a case of yeah, working ridiculous hours, and and enjoying it. You know that that you know that sort of flow state where you don't really know what the time is and, you know, be, be, before you know it, you, you do look and it's sort of 3, 4 a.m. Um, yeah, but I haven't had that for a long, long time, unfortunately.
5: I think if my workshop was back at home, if you could literally walk next door into your workshop, I'd probably find myself doing more hands-on stuff into the night because those compulsive urges yes. to do something, that little thing would mm. definitely make me do some nighttime stuff. And if I was doing that, then I'd probably be 3 o'clock in the morning. The fact mm. that the, really? the workshop is, you know, you know, down at the bottom of the hill and the farm and yada, yada, and it's not on, this, on the premises. Then I find myself now doing this stuff where you just fall asleep in front of the computer because you're uploading pictures.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to saddle up the donkey and take the trek down the hill. Yeah. Oh, if you're posh, if you have a donkey. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Marekko, do you, do you tend to work late at night? Uh, I used to before kids, before my son. And actually, when I, when my wife, uh and i first were dating she was actually teaching abroad in korea and so for like the first year i was working um sometimes yeah often until midnight one o'clock two o'clock especially especially before shows uh is where when i have a tendency especially if i'm like trying to get stuff together to take to a show i'll sometimes be up until three four o'clock in the morning just like doing the last little fiddly bits which is terrible i don't recommend that but ideally you know i like to try to get uh, you know i i really like the shift that i've I've, that i've made in my life in trying to get work done in like first thing in the morning I'm, i'm especially most productive um my back feels the best kind of first thing in the morning and then as, like, say I'm grinding a bunch of knives or just doing a lot of standing at the grinder, um, once my start back starts to get stiff, I kind of try to transition to something else that doesn't require standing at, at the at the grinder. So I'll maybe transition to uh, forging or doing computer work or I don't know what else. But just, you know, try to mix it up. But I'm actually yeah. better these days at the start of the day till about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I have to kind of change things up. Yeah. Aaron, you work late
6: at night, don't you? Not anymore, because in my new shop, I actually have a neighbor that lives next to me. So (laughs) I had to kind of rein it in after that.
3: Hmm. I've always had a problem. Sorry, you were saying?
6: Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm planning to move outside the city. And 100% I'm going to be in the shop late at that point. Like, Probably my ideal hours are like 11 a.m. to 2 a.m.
3: Oh wow! Jeez! Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Jeez! When I was in college and we were had uh, we were the night before a big critique and we were we would do all the art students would do all nighters. I hated it. I hated. I hated being up late. I hated the way I felt. I hated the next morning trying to get a couple hours of sleep before, like a couple minutes of sleep before the class. I fucking hated it to the point where I hate working pe- physical labor late. I mean, I'm going to be doing the Maker Camp with my friends, and we're going to probably work through the night. But it's more like fun. But when mm. you have to this these deadlines hanging over you, and it changes your it changes your time frame in regards to how you normally work, I physically have I start to physically kind of like really dr- draw down. I have like, I get like itchy. I actually, funny stories. I, I, my last shop, my boss used to ask me to stay late and I said, well, just get ready. Cause after six o'clock I start farting and it's true like i would have like it's true itchy, like itchy i would barking. have like i would have gas i would have like extra gas when i stay late at the shop and i was just like just letting you know you will have me stay late it's gonna be like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be crop dusting and all you motherfuckers yeah. uh, Co- so. cooking
0: events oh 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 oh, oh.
4: It's not i didn't touch a thing it must be that time We've got we've, yes. we've got four of you for you the quiz. For quiz. Are you in, Aaron?
6: Sure, and then I have to get back to work, you know?
4: Okay, this is the music round. There's five questions. We shall be quick. Oh shit. Right. First one is we talked about um documentaries you'd seen at the beginning of the show. Um I watched the Metallica documentary, which is years old this week, and I loved it. So the first question is a point for every current member of Metallica. Oh. Can we just do first names? Yes, yes. Go on. Yes, yeah. I get
5: yeah. my children's names wrong.
4: <laughs> okay, Fergus. Okay. <laughs> uh, point for every current member of
3: Metallica. And I've th- yeah, got a funny feeling Aaron could I, probably tell us the previous so you, members, too. I just heard him. I just heard them on Howard Stern yesterday with Miley Cyrus she's not in the band definitely she not. was lead. she was uh, the <laughs> front man for one of the songs last last is great really wow oh wow. yeah i got three of them
4: okay point for each
6: do we just jump in or are we taking our no, no no no, no, no. Oh, oh oh you
4: need to oh if you don't write them down we'll come to you aaron first if you haven't got a pen handy, mm-hmm. got a pen handy. okay okay um oh it's grateful knife spoiling the show luck don't look in the comments, guys. Don't look in the comments.
2: <laughs> yes. Lives.
4: <laughs> uh, are it? we
5: not looking?
4: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's. Dave Grohl. It's. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> That's the <a laughs> next question, Dave?
3: Grohl. <laughs> okay. This is a difficult
4: one. This is this shows how out of touch we all are. The current number one song in the Billboard chart Hot 100 in the US. Who is that? Oh for fuck! To, <laughs> the person or the song? Either, either. <laughs> I don't think oh. any of us would have a chance with it, with this. Can you say current. it one more time? The current number one song in the Billboard Hot 100
3: chart. So oh, yeah, single. Yeah. Siri, what is the name of? <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
4: next one. Who wrote and performed the Friends theme tune? We all know the song. Who wrote and performed it? And it was was written at the end of every show, and we've all seen a million episodes of Friends, I'm sure. So you should know it. Straight on to the next. The biggest selling album of all time all Ugh. time and i can tell you oh, it was 67 million copies of the physical album none of these download shit wow. this was physical album
2: 67 million copies.
3: 67 million wow <sighs> matt the wangle matt the wangle's getting cute
2: i love that he, matt the wangle has changed his name to matt the wangle matt the wangle yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've had
4: a few of that 200 shows we've had a few of those name mispronunciations and they've they've stuck so Matthew Angle is now Matt the Wangle um yeah
2: he's given in
4: (laughs) yeah um okay and the last question for this music round is this is one for any musicians out there like me John Lennon's famous imagine um is played in what key oh come (laughs) on (laughs) fuck's sake (laughs) This you is don't have just many great. options, to be fair. Nice chances. <laughs> the the sure you know original one of the
5: letters is in, is a key.
4: <laughs> yeah, none of these, none of these um, pop idol, you know, versions. I mean, the original version by John Lennon. Okay, let's go straight to it. A point for every current member of Metallica. Uh, Jeff, go on. You, you you've been listening
3: to them this I week. I said Lars, uh, Robert. That's the bassist. James yes. and Kirk. I got Correct. four. Correct. point for each. They were on um, Howard Stern yesterday. The thirtieth um, anniversary of uh thirtieth anniversary two, of, the album, album. Right? <laughs> of the, the album, right? Yeah, the album. The, we know the was album. Was the
4: black yeah. album was it called? Um was it called? Panic or something? No, um trauma or something something like that wasn't it? I think was I don't know. Mm. I don't
7: remember.
4: But anyway, yeah, those are the four. James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, Kirk Hamnet, and then they had that bass player, Robert Troy. Mm-hmm.
7: Um
4: and yeah, that documentary which I watched this week. So that the bass player, he um he did one of the um auditions. They had like open auditions, anybody could come and audition to play for Metallica. And this guy was a huge fan. They gave him the job. They sat him down. They said, right, first of all, you're now in Metallica. Secondly, we're writing you a check for a million dollars now, just so you know what it feels like to be a rock star. And, and you know, you, you're a valued member of the band, so you get all future sort of royalties as well.
5: Can you imagine wow. that day? Didn't, like, didn't they have a thing where you had to clock in? I thought that was an interesting they had, yeah, in they psychology. Had like a, you had to literally walk in and go ka
4: yeah, I'm they talking. had like a HQ there, and they'd You're literally go nine nine to five. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, crazy. But um, it's the an amazing. Shrink, the shrink
5: was though. an interesting touch as well. I think that would be the
7: <laughs> yes, yes.
5: They had a shrink there
4: virtually all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Difficult watch that documentary, but it's good. It's good. Current. No, oh, sorry, sorry, Jeff. You had four. Morocco. Um, how many did you have?
2: I only had Lars, James, and Kirk. Three.
4: Okay. Finger three three who did you have uh kirk james lars yeah right so <laughs> you just changed the order basically <laughs> yeah um yeah
6: um where are we yeah um aaron sorry i only had two i just had kirk and james and apparently i'm no kind of metal fan over here
4: Ah, wow I'm I'm surprised. I'm
5: surprised. Oh, you are a fan of metal, just a different kind of metal.
6: Yes.
4: I thought Aaron you had a bit of a background with metal music. I thought that was your thing.
6: Yeah, Metallica's too soft though. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. I'll stop wearing black when they invent a darker colour. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was the music round. Um, no, we haven't had... A, oh, sorry, I've had a little bit of wine, as you may, may be able to tell. The next question was, the current number one song in the Billboard Hot 100. Um, any guesses, anybody?
6: It's got to be Bieber. It's got to be some sort of Bieber. The Biebs.
4: It's not. It's BTS. Oh, really? Are. That sounds like a bowel condition. It does. Oh, I've got the BTS. Oh,
7: jeez. <laughs> and okay, the song well, is called...
4: The song is called Butter, apparently. Who knew? Anybody have that? No. I lots of no. butter, lots of butter. Lots Catholic of, butter, of butter, yes. <laughs> Who wrote and performed the Friends theme tune? Marekko, any idea?
2: Was it the Gin Blossoms?
4: <sighs> no. Aaron, any Damn. idea?
2: Nah, oh,
5: no, no idea. It has oh. something to do with a fruit. That's the only thing. is. is, is. it's it's a fruit on a tree or some fucking the lemon trees or something. It
4: is a fruit. fruit. Jeff, any idea? I said the Romantics. Ooh, close it was. And Jacob Norris in the chat has it. It is the Rembrandts. Oh, okay.
5: Mm. No fruit in a tree.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I'm Adam Davis. Just made a point um, in the chat. Um, Too bad it's not Knife Talk from Drake's new album and it's the oh, actual yeah. song title so yeah so drake who's this huge like rapper in in the u.s released a single called <laughs> knife talk this week so he's all of tre- a sudden in our Toronto. search rankings so if we put knife talk in we always used to come up first now we're in like page 117 or something like that it's all this
3: this yeah this really crappy song as well but he's in he's from he's from aaron's hometown he's from Toronto. He is. He's from the six. Really? He's from the six. Just, Do you call it the six? Do you, when you go to work, are you going to the six? I'm not
6: that. No, I'm not that cool. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the show that he was on, DeGrassi, was actually filmed on DeGrassi Street, which is just down the street from my shop.
4: Oh wow! Wow. So that's it's where you cool. must have heard about the show Knife Talk, and you thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rap about those guys, and made this really crappy song, which he released this week. Yeah. But um, yeah, he you can also tell.
6: The average age of your co-hosts because Craig felt the need to explain who Drake is. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
4: Fingo's thinking, that's a duck. What's the duck doing rapping?
3: (laughs) You also said Justin Bieber for the last question, so don't say you're so young for Christ's sake. Bieber's (laughs) like in a wheelchair by now.
6: (laughs) No, beeps is hot again. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) <laughs> okay, biggest selling album of all time with 67 million physical copies sold. Any, any I'm going to take this fabulous.
6: Go for I it. I think it was Michael Jackson, right? With uh Thriller.
7: Correct.
4: The <laughs> gets a point for the dance without a doubt. So Aaron <laughs> gets a point. Did you guys have it at all? I thriller. Yep. Thriller. Bingo. I had Beatles. Beatles. Ooh the best of the beatles uh Mariko and jeff <laughs>
7: okay
4: just making a point surely wings sold more than the beatles they're the band the beatles could have been <laughs> John did you see Lennon.
6: what, what John jacob Lennon's- norris posted in the chat
4: what was that? Sorry, Jacob Norris.
6: I heard the Drake song, and I think I'd rather take a banana in the tailpipe than listen to it again. <laughs> Just
4: the one. Just the one. <laughs> Eight. Eight. We agreed on. John Lennon. John Lennon's Imagine is played in what key for the original? Any guesses?
2: G. Anybody I said else? E.
4: No. F. No. Is it C? It's C, D-shirt. correct. It's C major. So no points there, unfortunately. Damn I So at, at the end of round two, Morocco has eight. Jeff has seven. And Fingal Ooh, has ten. five. Eight, nice. seven, five. And Aaron That's comes three. straight in with three.
6: Yes, wooden spoon of wood.
4: There we go. Uh, Yako says E flat. Um... No, I'm pretty sure it's C, pretty sure it's C.
3: (laughs) Any more dilemmas, Jeffrey? I do have some dilemmas, but I don't know if – you know a fast dilemma? Aaron's got to go. I don't know if you have to go
6: now or – Fast dilemma sounds good, Jeff. A fast dilemma. Okay.
3: This one comes from Paul-Emile Francois. Would you rather find a solution to global warming but nobody knows it's you or for everyone to know you found one? but it only ends a hundred years after your death. Does that make sense? Mm. So, you f- so you'd have you to fame the... for a hundred years. No, well, you wouldn't have the fame. You're dead. You know, It's a hundred years in the future.
4: Okay, I'll go first.
3: You, yeah,
4: you'd do it anonymously. You'd, you'd save the world. Oh. Of course. Of course. <laughs>
5: I That's know. i be a superhero of my own mind. I don't know. That's I, I think. I think the only answer is whatever makes it right for your children, like in that uh, for future generations.
6: Mm. Look
3: at you. Look at you.
6: Everyone's being wholesome, so I'm gonna say glory or bust. <laughs> <laughs>
7: nice.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm with Craig. I think do it now, and and be anonymous.
4: Your okay, Aaron, we've got, we got questions in the chat for you. Um, Somebody's saying that
6: their laptop can't communicate with their CNC controller. <laughs> uh, Baltic blades. DM me, buddy. You've got my DMs.
3: <laughs> We're providing a hell of a service here tonight. Hell of a service. All right, last question before – last que- that question was okay. Last question. This is the real last question. This is from Lawrence Britton, silver medalist from the South American rowing team. Silver medalist. Remember him? We broke his balls a few episodes back. <laughs> he said yeah. something, and we broke his balls about something. So he's a loser. You, basically, he's a loser. He didn't win. He's, he comes second. He's, he's all right. right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's an Olympic <laughs> champion as far as I'm concerned. If you posted a video of you doing a dangerous thing and f- later found out that someone else had copied you and badly hurt themselves, would you feel responsible? No. Mm. No, you you did this publicly like you did this on on yeah you did a youtube video if you did something dangerous or maybe you didn't think it was dangerous or you weren't using the proper safety techniques I've, somebody I've copied you completely
2: and they hurt themselves <laughs> do you guys remember my angle grinder video a while back using the drill press and the angle grinder <laughs> yeah uh, i did the, i did that if yesterday. somebody does that <laughs> if somebody does that i'm not res- they they are grown ass fucking adults they can make a bad decision for themselves that's on, that. but would you feel responsible? it's not are no, you, hold, you responsible did you, did you no. tell somebody not to do it did you tell somebody not to do it? I mean, I did have a disclaimer, no not you it.
5: I mean in general for for the to answer this question, were you given the chance to say, do not be stupid,
3: don't do this at all? i mean that's not the I mean that's not really the question. the question is did you did it <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the question is you did it, and somebody hurt themselves, yeah, I'd feel guilty, but what are you going to do?
4: You know, you know, I, I think anybody would feel guilty, surely. But unless you've well, seen know those, how... crazy Russian dudes who like climb up buildings and they're like, like doing mm. handstands on the top of a building and filming themselves. That's crazy. But, you know, I'm never going to do something like that, am I? So, you know, if it's if it's not, I don't know, wearing safety goggles or something like that and somebody then hurts themselves. Yeah, you would feel guilty, but you can't. Ex- you're not taking the blame for that. No. Hmm
6: yeah i want to know how how serious an infraction are we talking is it like pole vaulting over a wood chipper or are we talking like uh <laughs> <laughs> fingal and aaron
4: obviously don't listen to this section of the show we there's no there's no second questions we're just put in the situation
5: i'd feel yeah, guilty but i wouldn't be enough on a video to say don't
3: do this at home hmm. if you say don't do this at home aren't you isn't it kind of like saying i don't mean to be an asshole but and then you really are being an asshole it's like it's it's an excuse for like being it when somebody says i don't mean to sound arrogant they're 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 about to say it's like it's time Mm -hmm. for arrogance where i don't mean to be an asshole it's asshole time if you write a disclaimer don't try this at home aren't you basically saying i know that you're gonna do this at home but i don't want to take responsibility for it Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. that you're not doing it. You know that it's not right. You know that (laughs) you know that somebody's gonna hurt themselves, but you're just like kind
6: of protecting yourself, right? So Mm. you should have an honest disclaimer instead. If you're too stupid to do this safely, don't do it. Oh, I like that disclaimer.
3: I think if you in your mind, if you even think maybe someone could hurt themselves doing this, and then you say that, maybe you're in your deep dark unconsciousness, you're acknowledging that I shouldn't be telling people how to do this. Mm -hmm. is it possible
6: yeah i mean i was like looking for a little bit of well like i I, I did that instagram video a while back with um my pressure chamber for casting the glow in the dark handles and then someone contacted me in the dms and was like dude you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself It's, it's super dangerous and so i posted a retraction and then i had like a thousand pipe fitters and engineers and stuff be like this is the safest thing you've ever done like why are you even worried about it so I don't know to some level it's a perception thing too I think
4: yeah people are always going to be offended by something have you noticed Mm. our chat has now turned into like a CNC support forum
3: all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah,
7: yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not to mention, we have to admit that uh, uh, Baltic Blades, who wants to get in your DM, says you don't read his DM. So apparently, uh, you got to get back in there. You've, uh, you've ignored all of his other questions. So I don't so Aaron. I s- s-
4: sorry. I was, I was just wondering. Aaron, before you go, I was just wondering who makes the best um, sandpaper? <laughs>
6: Is this one he gives me he says Indasa and then he gives me the hook.
4: No, 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 not at all. Indasa, <laughs> you're quite correct. Indasa. <laughs> I think all five of us use Indasa Rhino wet. Um and it's the best. I bed. don't actually, sorry. Oh fucking hell. We can't <laughs> put sponsors <laughs> to keep happy. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
7: <laughs> Rhino
4: <laughs> Rhino wet in It's the best sandpaper out there. That's why we all use it. It saves us time, and if it's saving us time, it's saving us money. And we all know we can actually get it a few cheaper as well. If you go to texasfarriersupply.com and you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off your order. And they don't just do Indasa Rhino-Wet. They do lots of other stuff for Knife Maker. So go take a look, com and use Knife Talk 10. So, Aaron, where do you go for your Indasa rhino wet? Uh Knife
6: Maker, Texas Farrier Supply. Is that, is that the one? woo <laughs> Oh, I'm back now. Wow. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep those
4: sponsors happy, Aaron.
6: <laughs> By I'm boys, way, having me. Congratulations on two hundred, eh? You haven't killed each other yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. Have a great day. Cheers. Thanks, Aaron. I've actually great just Aaron fallen golf. in
5: love with a new trick for 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 the the the, wine, the rhino wet. I've I've got next to my buffer, I have um a sort of a sticking out bit for for sanding the blades. And it's leather on top of it. So what I've actually done is i put a piece of the, the 2000 grit RinoWet on top of that. And when I'm buffing and I see any residual scratch, I actually use the, the, the sort of the projecting out sanding stick that I kind of put the blades on. And I actually just rub things on it. So I actually use it like a, like a sort of um, a prop to actually keep the sandpaper. So it's not just taking a bit of sandpaper and doing it by hand. It's just actually going over and using clamped down paper.
4: Ah, the, right. Okay. So, so you're moving the piece instead of the.
5: And it's yeah, this would be a lot easier to explain with with a video. But it's it's for the spine or for whatever else you see. It's like it's actually so much handier to sort of uh, you know in the middle of buffing. There's always something that appears, yeah. and just having that quick place to kind of go over. So rather than having a piece of of granite with the the sandpaper stuck on top of it, having a smaller piece of the leather that you can just constantly keep moving the the the, the whatever Mm. grit you're using while buffing kind of have that little little bit at hand so it's
0: yeah nice nice at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership
4: Abrasive talk by Knife Talk.
6: <laughs> and if you need more abrasives, Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get fifteen percent off with promo code Knife Talk fifteen. Fifteen. Do it now.
4: Fifteen percent. I wonder how much money we've saved our listeners over the years. You, that's the next question for
3: recco I mean, he obviously the Price Is Right man. I mean. Man of the people, he (laughs) knows Does that actually work for Europe?
5: Can you get Texas Cryer supply to ship to, to Europe or is that very much just the American side of things?
4: I don't know. I, I'm pretty
3: sure they would ship, um, hmm. but it's... The shipping is going to be very expensive.
4: Yeah. Well,
5: shipping so, has shipping, been very difficult at the moment in the EU because of all the new sort of harmonized yeah. tariff codes and everything else. There's so much stuff is being sent back and it's taking months mm. to get returned. And it's quite a nightmare at the moment.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well I'm finding uh, abrasives, though, I, I they seem to be so heavy, you know, for what they are. You know, if, you, if you, you know, you're ordering one or two belts, you may be ordering, you know, 30, 40 belts, and they seem, you know, it is, it's a heavy thing to ship. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know whether they do, but, um mm. yeah, certainly worth checking out.
3: You know, just to, I, mean, I hate to bring it back, but uh, bringing back to the last question about being responsible for videos, I was just looking down at the chat, and Rainy Day Forge says the new Jackass movie's coming out. And Jackass is, obviously, you probably know, it's the movie where these people do these crazy stunts. And what happened was in the beginning when they were on MTV doing TV, you know, they were lighting themselves on fire and jumping in the pools and stuff like that. And all these kids started to do it and got you know hurt themselves. I mean, really hurt themselves. And it is interesting because in the maker community there is so much, um, there is so much uh, how-to videos that we do, and there could be something that I learned. You know, you when I I mean Aaron Goff we just had on. He's one of the kings of DIY knife videos. I mean his knife videos are some of the best there ever was. And it you when you watch them, especially when you watch a few of them, you do get the sense that this person is an expert and you were you know following what they're doing. I can't imagine that if you did do a video where like power hammer, like all this stuff that guys are doing with power hammers, you can get into such trouble with power hammers just because you're not level with the dies. Like, if you're not holding your, 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 your steel level to the dies, it'll just almost slingshot it up to the t- you know, hmm. it'll slingshot it up and it'll be very, very jarring in your hands. I would imagine that a lot of people see things on these uh, YouTube videos that are very dangerous, probably replicate them thinking, okay, well, that's what What's-His-Face did, and then they get themselves in a lot of trouble. Hmm.
5: I just don't record my stupid shit. I mean, you know, when you true up your <laughs> when you true up your aluminium wheels on the belt grinder while it's running with an angle grinder oh, yeah. while mm. looking in the other direction and sending a text message at the same time. You just don't record <laughs> that shit. Quite true. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean nothing <laughs> The things in the US are far more sort of litigious there, aren't they? So if you if if you were to buy a a grinder, and we'll we'll talk in a second about which grinder you would buy. Oh, you can horn, you can horn them but all it, in. <laughs> might as well get it all done. But if you, but but no. In a serious, on a serious note, do you sign like any sort of wave or anything like that when you when you when you purchase something like that? That you know, if you use it in the wrong way, that they're not responsible, or or will they always be responsible for if you if you do hurt yourself?
5: The, the, do you know that the safety features and the guards that are always in the bottom of the box—they know you're not mm. going to attach. As long as they're in the box, you should have put them on.
3: <laughs> yeah, in, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you don't get. I mean we we just you know when you get a lawnmower, they don't they there'll, there'll be a sign on it saying don't put your your hand near. Or if mm. you're getting a power hammer, a lot of times there'll be signs saying caution, danger. But you're not signing any. You're not signing away any rights. They could, I mean, if you're getting a power, a brand new power hammer, they'll, you'll see a sign that says, you know, you'll see the hand, you know, crushed hand and just be careful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, it when it comes to makers and, and it isn't even, I mean, we're not even talking about the litigious parts. We're talking about like, do you feel responsible that you gave somebody advice that really kind of fucked them up? And it is something to, you can say, why well, don't feel responsible because they're a grown person, but you know, you you would feel responsible to a certain degree. I mean, you couldn't not oh, yeah. feel responsible. Yeah, I did what you did. And well, look, if you're look, giving look them me.
2: advice, sure. But like on my video with the ankle grinder and the drill press, I was not advising anybody. I was just showing how I was cleaning up the bottom of that transition from the from the chisel to the tang.
3: But you were showing them as a tip.
2: No, I actually. You, I, so it was
3: just. <laughs> It was showing, I mean, they were showing it. This is how I, I was just, do this. I was, a,
2: I was just showing, I, I was just, sh- yeah, sharing and showing, like, this is the only way I've figured out to be able to do this. Um, and part of the reason I was doing it was in case I, like, fucking something snapped off and flew into my chest and I died. So, at least it'd be on video. At least oh. it'd be documented. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so,
3: okay. So you wanted to make sure everyone got to see your last few days. Yeah.
4: And if you want to see a video of my tip, it's on my only fan site. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Quiz, quiz.
7: Okay, we're pretty
4: this anybody could win this. Marekko's on 8, Jeff is on 7, Fingal is on 5. Okay, this is a general knowledge and we've got 5 questions. Anybody can still win this. It's all up for grabs. Crack and pussy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. types of what tree? (laughs) Are types of what tree?
3: Crack and pussy. Are types of what tree? You better better click us off clean. (laughs) Spotify doesn't like like it. Yeah.
4: Number two, flammable air was an early name for what gas? Flammable air. When it was first discovered. This gas. They called it this for years and years and years before they come
3: up with a proper name for it. Dude, if you're in the chat, don't write. We're doing this. This isn't for you. <laughs> uh, this isn't for you. This sit is for us. Bad boy. Like sit- <laughs> Just Lermie Jackson. Calm down. How dare you, me? And just to let you know. Dial it back. Okay. Will look okay, okay. A dump, a floater,
4: and a wipe are terms from what sport? A dump, a floater, and a wipe. Are terms from what sport?
3: Oh, what is that fucking sport called? That's the question.
4: Exact yes, exactly. <laughs> that is the whole point of this quiz. <laughs> Okay, number four What colour spacesuits Do NASA space shuttle astronauts wear? This is a loaded question, right? No, not at all it's, what, Isn't it in the ship or outside of the ship? Mm. What colour spacesuits did NASA space shuttle astronauts wear?
7: <laughs> God. so
5: glad you're not compulsive
4: feel free I mean we're very close anybody can win this there's only one question left feel free if you need to call somebody you can call somebody you've all got a lifeline if you need to you can do that that's fine the last question what name is given to the sound hole of a violin it does have a specific name.
5: Everybody I know is asleep.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what name is given to the sound hole of a violin? You said we could Craig. phone a friend. If you need to phone a friend. Uh, I can't do it via the board here. You physically need to phone a friend yourself. Oh, good
7: boy.
5: <laughs> this guy called Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. search. <Sage. laughs> Okay, should we go with the answers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Crack pussy are types of what tree? I, willow. 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 Yeah, willow. That's a point each. Okay. Two, three. Flammable air was an early name for what gas? I said oxygen. I said butane. I said hydrogen hydrogen Morocco he's storming this week storming <laughs> hydrogen correct
5: I, I had a friend I had a friend speaking of flammable gas who had a strong urge to, to light his fart oh and <laughs> i remember him having very frayed white trousers and he stuck his legs <laughs> in the air and he grabbed behind his knees he says, somebody get a lighter get a lighter get a lighter <laughs> And somebody brought a lighter right up to his asshole and he farted and he burnt the most perfect donut into his friend. Oh, my God.
4: Oh, white trousers, too. Lovely. Episode
3: 200 burning donuts in your pants. There you go. Uh, Where are we? Um, A dump, a floater,
4: and a wipe are terms from what sport? I'm going to. Can I. Sure, i'm
5: yeah. gonna
2: say cricket
4: no
5: oh, what's that thing where you sort of throw a sliding thing down ice and you have to use the brush to sort of
3: like that's curling. what i thought it was <laughs> that would be a good oh, curling. shit Dump i some it. floaters yeah that would be cool it's not though it's not <laughs> all right i called it ice bowling i didn't know ice bowling <laughs> <laughs> no it is volleyball mm.
4: makes sense what color there. spacesuits do NASA Space Shuttle astronauts wear?
5: It changed because it was white, and then there was an orange connection as well to suits.
2: I put orange.
4: The answer is orange. Apparently, if it's on a shuttle, it was orange. Um, if it was on a rocket, it was white. Mm. I may be wrong, but that's what Google has told me. All right, well. Marekko was uh, killing this I- I'm going to give one to Fingo because he did mention orange <laughs> it's so they could find you wasn't that the thing they changed I don't it know. to orange so know.
5: you're easily located if, if you're kind of or over- does something like that
4: ah right okay makes sense makes sense what name is given to the sound hole of a
3: violin Jeff I said an orifice I- <laughs> it wasn't very romantic
7: it's actually it's, <laughs> it's
3: actually it's actually ruder than that uh <laughs> Morocco, oh, The, the bunghole
4: No Fingal
5: I had a friend who was, I a a friend But he's either asleep Or really stoned So I was going to just Like not do it But uh, <laughs> I have no
4: name Francesco Mucci He's normally in the chat He doesn't seem to be here today But he makes violins So I'd, there we go George <laughs> Shepard has it It's the F hole <laughs> Get out of here That's what it's, it's the called the F hole They look like an F they, Don't they It looks like an F
7: Right an they F-hole. do it's I an f hole
4: <laughs> 11
3: 8 200th seven. episode
4: and we end with an f hole so Mareko, you win congratulations with congratulations 11 points i know a lot of useless eight. shit. Whew. Jeff on eight <laughs> and Fingal um coming up the rear with seven <laughs> Okay. in the f-hole okay. <laughs> eleven eight seven okay that was the final round by the way that was the final round okay should we actually do maybe a knife related question we've had a bunch this week.
5: yes i have um, a question
4: sure sure all these grinders that
5: go on their side there's so many grinders in their designs they go on the side what the fuck do you do with a grinder when it's on its side i've never turned two of my grinders that go to the side i've never turned the fuckers over
4: spines and 10 years and
5: things like that. you know it can flip I, I was so excited they could do it i, yeah. I think they've actually rusted seized straight at this stage yeah has anybody
4: I, ever turned those to the side all the time i have one constantly on its side um for things like cleaning up spines it's running down do that, that way you, you can do that the other way around you can do but if you if you're using um a a table you know it's nice and, you know, you've got gravity on your side and you know it's perfectly flat, so you're not going to get any wobbles. Mm-hmm.
7: Um,
4: I know you could do it that way with a table as well, but it's you know, mm. sort of difficult. That's why I use it. So that's one. That's the main reason I
3: use cleaning up profiles, I suppose. I use it. I'm more comfortable doing serrations when it's up and down, and then I yeah. can kind of make a rest. And then it's, it's a little bit easier to make the serrations mm-hmm. when it's like that. I, I hate to interrupt, but Francesco Mucchi, who is a luthier, did respond to the F-hole um, ah, uh, story. Yes. And he did say he is a true luthier. This is, this is not horseshit. This is a real luthier who said somebody called our shop once asking if we could clean his F-holes. <laughs> they were very dirty. <laughs> they were very dirty, he said, they said. This is a true story. So it was a, a
4: luthier talk. Yeah, these violin players, I can imagine. Where were we? Um, yes, um, lean in your grinder horizontally. Um, yeah, like you said, serrations as well. So I've got one always set up, and I, always, I use it quite regularly. Um, they're very useful, very useful. If I wanted to buy a grinder that could do that, that could turn on its side, where would I go? Any... Sol- I any-
2: suggest you go to Broadback Ironworks. BroadbackIronworks.com They build a badass grinder that is made by makers for makers. Uh, you know, it does... It turns horizontally. You can use it vertically. <laughs> you lay it down. Grind on it real hard. Uh, it's great for trimming. 30. Those edges, and those profiles... Um, and I actually happen, I, I have a new tool arm that I just collab. It's a collaborative design between me and them is the, the deep Marco deep platen. And, um, it's got four and a half inches from the front of the belt to where the tool arm kind of like the back of the throat. Uh, so it's kind of a deep throat, uh, in the tool arm, um, for really high contouring, uh, in sculpting handles and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, they so they changed up their promo codes um that that uh, that are available for knife talk listeners so we used to have knife talk ten um they've gone through and made a whole bunch of changes in how they've they structured their their business and the way that their grinders are priced and so they've actually dropped the price of their grinders two hundred and fifty dollars and so now the promo code is just. Uh, knife talk and that will give you a free upgrade when you buy a full kit cool. it'll give you a free upgrade from the standard uh platen to the Morocco deep platen which features so it's got that deep throw it's got the two inch con- <laughs> or it's, it's two inch <laughs> idle wheel at the top and a four inch contact wheel at the bottom it's really great i actually did a video last week kind of demoing how you can use that uh, the various ways that you can use that grinder. Um, and it's it's just a super versatile grinder uh, tool arm that you can use in various different ways. And so, again, if you go to knife, or sorry, if you go to broadbackironworks.com and use promo code KNIFETALK, uh, you can get a free upgrade to the Morocco Deep Platin. And if you are listening right now, as of Friday, they have a sale that's going on to, through the 12th. So what is today's the 10th? So you got two until Sunday, they are doing uh, B iron 10 to save 10% on, on all their stuff. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So if you want to get your order in right now for the Morocco deep Platin, and you just need the arm, then use the B iron 10 to save yourself 10% at iron broadback, Nice.
4: For Marekko's deep go.
2: throat. Easy, we easy, wonder why we've easy.
4: got 98.7% male listenership to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to realize why. you like uh, tickle. Yeah. Let, let's do a question then. Let's do a, a real question. Um, Moonshine Metalworks. Um, Steve, worst coffee in the business. Hey, cuties. If you could spend a week working with um, any professional kitchen or with any chef... Where would you go or who would you work with? Nice question. Wow. I have this. I'd go to Francis Malman.
2: Fuck you. I was going to say Francis Malman.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? You guys are going to sling mud around? (laughs) Is that what he does? (laughs) That's what he does. He covers everything in mud and cooks it in mud. Is that what he does? Nah. I've not
5: seen mud. But I think it's the place, the situation, the time, and the sky. I actually have cooked with him already, but to do it in that side of the world would be amazing. How have you already cooked with him? What? What's the story? He was cooking at a festival um, here in Ireland, and that's when I first met him. And but the. The interesting thing is, is that the whole process of like just the amount of time, like we know we were talking about cooking, you know, doing things through the night, like that's, that's Mm. the whole process before a festival, those gigs, you're, you're starting at three o'clock in the morning, to get fires going and doing the whole cooking process, but it's the pace and the whole process was fascinating about doing it with him. I think that it's, you can do some of those things a lot quicker, but it's the incremental sort of time and everything that you put into it. that just makes everything so much better at the end. Mm. Um but yeah, that that would be to go over and cook in Patagonia or do something like that for a, a gig or in Uruguay or one of the one of his one of his yeah. amazing
4: Did you know there's more Welsh speakers in Patagonia than there is in Wales? Fun fact kids. Really? Yes, a lot of them um went over um and the language is flourishing over there, whereas in Wales it's not flourishing as well, as shall we say. Yeah. Fun facts. Hmm. Um, Jeff, who are you picking?
3: I'm actually going to go back in time and finish my, uh, my time at, in the kitchen of Oriole. Uh, I only worked there three nights. Uh, my business partner now was the sous chef and the crew there. I, I ended up going out for drinks with all of them. And they were just an incredible group of people who were incredibly talented and it was very, very disciplined. It was an incredibly incredibly amazing experience to be in there three nights and, uh, that I'd like. I wish, I wish I had kind of grown in there a little bit longer. It would have been, it would have been a lot of fun. And I know all those guys now, like all those cooks, I know them all now. And, you know, there was a degree of this interesting brotherhood there. And I kind of wish I'd been back for a while.
5: I, I yeah. was asked something recently and I've gotten to this thing where I would sooner go and cook at, a, at an event now than probably sit down and eat at it. If it was one of those really good gigs. Mm. I would no longer have the patience to sit down and go through the whole sort of multiple tastings and the whole thing if it's one of those events that's like a sort of a live fire or whatever kind of type of gig that you're cooking at that you actually can sort of sneak the, the and, and eat a bit along the way. Yeah. I, I have to admit it's so much more fun being part of something. I think the sitting down and having to behave thing doesn't really work for me anymore. It's going to misbehave <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. It's a difficult one. Um, Spend a week working in any professional kitchen. Um, I think I'm going to go with Heston uh, Blumenthal simply because I've spent sort of a day in their kitchens with them um, and we didn't scratch the surface of, of what they do in such a what is basically a very small facility they have there Um, and you know it's constantly rated you know one of the best restaurants in the world the Fat Duck there Um, certainly 10 years ago it was Um, and yeah they do things differently and that's their whole thing you know don't think about how people would normally do it how could we elevate something or how could we you know so I think yeah I think for a week I think that would be that would be pretty cool and eye-opening Mareko sorry I think you said the same as Fingal, didn't you?
2: Yeah, same as Fingal. Yeah. Uh, and I was first really introduced to Francis Mauman's work through Chef's Table, which is on Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Um, where they do a vignette uh, each episode with a specific chef. And I was just like, yeah, from like Fingal said, be, being able to go down to South America and actually do do the cooking down there with him in that environment in the whole setting like it's not just the cooking it's the entire experience um it, it just really looks like something i'd love the time to adjust to that that yeah. pace
5: as well the, the, right. the mm. important thing is like literally have a couple of days to get into that pace of cooking because you know sure the, yeah. it's the psychology like the, the whole head state of the process is is the
4: I'm going to turn this around slightly and say, we don't need to answer now. We'll answer at the end of the show. Maybe if we have a, guys, we have a secret after show. Maybe right. we can answer yeah. there. So three guests at the, your favorite, at the, your ultimate dinner party. Where would you eat and who would your three guests be? So just make a note and maybe we'll come back to that later. Okay. Next question. Do you want to read the
3: next one, Jeff. Uh, yes. Um, this one comes from Butch Sullivan. He says, "Okay, I got a real problem. I ordered a billet of Damascus from a small company that I ordered some knife-related things from regularly. I cut out the heat treat. Uh, I cut out and heat treated the billet, and it had some serious defects. I emailed the company and sent pictures. They responded with no problem. Just send it back the billet, and we'll get you a replacement. I did that, and it's been since June." The supplier told me that they would get me a new bill directly from the source and they haven't received anything and have emailed the original company multiple times. Any suggestion on what I should do? I like this small company, but shouldn't they replace or refund me? It's been months.
2: Yeah, wow. I, I feel like... Sorry. Yeah, they, so, if, if, go on, right? I was just. Gonna, yeah, so I was just going to say, if the, at this point, as the company, if I was that company who had sold that steel... And for whatever reason couldn't get it replaced, then in they should have tried to offer another option, which could have been a refund where that person that maker could have then gone and bought a billet somewhere else to get this pro- for to get to get the project done because potentially, you know, maybe it's a custom order and it's waiting on this. Um mm. that would be incredibly frustrating. Um so that might be the next option is just to ask for a refund of that material so that you can go and find it somewhere else. Yeah.
4: I mean, Butch doesn't say where he is or where the company is. Um, I've had a lot of issues recently with shipping, and as Mingle mm. said earlier, things I mean. can take literally can take months at the moment. So, you know, if you've communicated with them and then you know, and they haven't come up with a response, maybe yeah, you could say, you know, well, you know, can I have my money back? And you know, obviously, they should do the right thing and do that. Um, but if it's a case of you have just been waiting in the mail for the replacement and there hasn't been any communication between you guys maybe it's on its way. Um, you know, if you, certainly if you're in Europe, things can be a bit of a nightmare. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're the company and somebody reaches out and says, look, I haven't received it, could I have a refund. You, you need to give the refund. That's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. I think if you,
5: if you ever want anything to go away, if you ever want hassles and grief, take the money out of the equation, solve the money hmm. issue. But that's if you've proven that something was faulty and you're going to have to do something about it anyway. It's not like you're waiting for it to come back. You know, if something had to come back to to the original place to then refund, that's I think the complication, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that's always a weird one. That and it? send it back, and we'll refund you. I mean, refund and then you know wait for it to but come back. we have to do it
5: probably with knives, do we? I mean, in many cases, if if something's wrong with the knife, you have to ask for the knife to kind of be sent back to you. I mean, that's the few cases I've had. I do ask for the knife to come back, and I'll resolve the problem. Mm. And that's the slowest part of the whole process. But you know, it's how you handle it. Of course, keeps it sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah well, yeah the, well, think the interesting Jeff. thing the interesting thing about this is because you know we also as knife makers we deal with small companies we're not dealing with monster mm. companies so this is most likely um a small company that deals with all sorts of knife supplies and they have a trusted damascus maker who's making Damascus. That they sell obviously he reaches out to the company that he bought it from and then the company's got to reach out to the damascus maker based on COVID problems. I mean, some shops were shut down, you know, just because of you know COVID or whatever, or maybe they just can't get it together. Maybe they were too small to get it together. The problem lies with the customer service from the main place. What the main place that he bought it from should have done was saying, here's the situation. We can, it might take a little bit of time before our Damascus guy can make some new stuff that's not flawed. Because if it was my company and I had a batch of Damascus from this small company and there were flaws, I'm recalling all of it. You know, I'm recalling all of it because I don't want to be, you know, going back and forth. So maybe he's got a stack of shit that he doesn't know if it's any good or not. calls the guy up and says look, this, this Damascus is no good. You got to either do something about it. And he said, like, well, you're going to have to wait. I'm making Damascus for other people. The problem is, is the, main, the, the store that he bought it from should have been very clear and open instead of just like, he can wait. Don't worry. Just keep your mouth shut and we'll, we'll try to figure this out. That's the biggest problem with customer services. We don't really think about... Um, we, we're not, there's not clarity. There's not... Uh, mm. you know, that importance of being honest with your customers. Subsequently, I didn't wait for him to for this. Like, he didn't wait. I sent him a message, say, get your fucking money back. And he sent me a message back saying, I got the refund. I got the mm. refund completely. But it really was interesting because we're dealing with. The funny thing about what we do as small businesses and dealing with other small businesses that are small businesses, a lot of places that start these businesses were knife makers and they say, you know what, I know this guy needs G10, let me start to bring in G10, this guy needs whatever. So all of a sudden you become this small business without the without the history of any type of customer service, how you want to be treated and then you just treat people like garbage and then you're surprised when people are upset, hmm. you know? I've got a solution for this,
4: uh, Butch. Uh, especially if you're looking for stainless Damascus, just go straight to the source. Just go straight to the main people, <laughs> Dharma Steel. If you're looking for stainless Damascus, you just need to go to Dharma Steel. It's simple as that. We can get you a discount, of course, because you're you're a listener of the show. If you put in Knife Talk Ten when you when you check out at um at Dharma Steel, they'll give you ten percent off too. So yeah, get yourself some proper. Proper Damascus from Dharma Steel, and I mean Fingals here. He uses this stuff daily.
5: Did you see they recently did the? Um, uh, they sort of did a, a comparisons. They took two patterns and they kept giving people two, which is your favorite. Hmm. And it was actually kind of fascinating across the board seeing the the ratio because they they put up the results as you're you're selecting it. And hmm. what is amazing about how the world has. There's something for everybody out there. You know, it was all 50/50 along the way. Like it's, everybody has their own passion towards. There was no clear winner. There was nothing that was 99% this pattern over another. I think that's something that that makes our industry very interesting.
4: Yeah, yeah. it Yeah, it is crazy how one person's. Yeah, one person's be, faft be hated more is another person's
5: by some... Bjorkman's twist. Exactly. exactly.
4: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we always talk about this. You know, it's particularly with knives. You know, there's there's only so many things you can do with something that's sharp and pointy. But that just goes to show how tastes can be so different too. And I mean. Yeah, you know, look. You look at our individual styles. That I, I think all four of us have a specific style, actually, which we we, talk, we Again, we talk about this so many times. Which could you could maybe pinpoint our knives from from you know from other knives from whatever. Um, but it just goes to show, you everybody has different tastes, and we're not here to tell people you know what's right or what's wrong. Um, most of it is a matter of taste, and you know it's subjective. It's it, it's art, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> No, that was a long right. lead in that one. I didn't know where I was that going, was a long but we lead we, we no, got
5: there in the end. Well, especially when you're posting it, isn't that right? Correct.
4: When you're posting, it, it's always art. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how about that knife maker whiteboard?
2: Morocco trolled me. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I do. I will say I had to block somebody this week, and maybe it's Michael <laughs> Douglas. Actually. <laughs> And if that's the if real if that was you, necklace. Michael, then you can fuck off. <laughs> so, this guy, somebody messaged me. Somebody is that how messaged you used to do your me. patterns. <laughs> this is how I do customer service. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I talked about the Knife Makers whiteboard either last week or the week before that. And somebody was having, for whatever so it was reason, a Facebook a, group. Which is a, a Facebook, Facebook
3: group. group. Okay. Uh-huh.
2: Are you aware? Is Jeff. No, I'm not aware of world. any
3: of
5: it. I thought I saw you, you a long time hand? ago. You used to do your patterns on a whiteboard, didn't you? you explain the drawings or did you do something like on paper? Maybe that's what I was thinking
2: of. I used to do that. but um, So Knife knife Maker Whiteboard is a Facebook group where a lot of people from around the world engage, ask questions, try to help each other out. And for some reason, somebody who DM me, I can't remember who it was exactly right now, they couldn't figure it out. I took pictures. I tried to help them a lot. There were a lot of messages back and forth. And then they kept bugging my ass because they couldn't find it and figure it out. And they thought I was full of shit. And so I was like, look, I don't know what to do for you. And then they're like basically saying like, you have to tell me. You have to help. You got to fix this for me. I'm like, you're having the problem. I don't know what to tell you. I took them. I I sent screenshots, all kinds of shit. (sighs) And it was it was too much, so I ended, I was like fucking I'm done with this, and I blocked him. I was like I'm I'm done with this conversation. You, I'm, this is it's not you my point. Michael you can't you can't can't Michael Michael, come here if you're still watching. Come here.
4: was <laughs> a busy man. He tries to help out as much as he can, but he's not responsible for your work. He tries to help as much. He's not responsible. Maybe <laughs> take the time to maybe. Morocco gets this a lot when people say, can you show me exactly how to do something? And he's like, well, I've done it before. You go and find it. And they, they then say, well, can you tell me what it is? He's a busy man. Michael, come here. Come here, Michael. At least throw in a little gift every so often. Yeah. Speak nicely to people and they can help you maybe. But it's not, it's not his, your work isn't Morocco's. He's got his own response. He's got kids. His, he's got so many responsibilities, Michael. Just back off a little. Back off a little. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <sighs> Okay, we are.
3: That's my kind of radio right
4: there. Should we call it a show? Should we call it a show? 200 episodes. (laughs) Over 1,200,000 seconds of glorious knife talk content. It's all there for your perusal to go back and listen to all the old episodes. I've spoken to Jeff individually, I've spoken to Fingal individually, I've spoken to Morocco individually. The shows for everybody out there. Go back and listen to them all. Um, I won't say at knifetalk.net because the website is down. But if you were a subscriber, you can go back and you can see all the old episodes. You can see them all. So go ahead and do that. And here's to the next next 200. Cheers. Ah, Okay, I think that's a show.
3: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
7: Call
4: it a ranty that's the end. I'm not sure we finished on the best.
7: Yeah. Uh, that was that was That
2: was <laughs> my kind of bit, that was my kind of radio right there. My kind <laughs> like, of radio uh, hot under the collar. That I so I just looked through my blocked accounts because you can do that, and it was him. Yes, he's just well, confirmed. He, here's the, yeah, just he's still what here. What's, no, what's the present
5: count? True. What's the present count on your block list?
2: Oh, there's a lot. I mean, it's probably like a hundred at
3: least. See, wow. here's, here's the problem, and we get it a lot with all these. I'm constantly, I'm constantly getting messages from people who will listen to the podcast and say, what did you just say? Or what was the <laughs> thing you were talking about? And it's mm-hmm. like, must I give you the timestamp of everything? We didn't start this in the beginning. You know. If, if this was something that we thought, let's spend more time on, we would have had little show notes to try to jog people's memories, but it still wouldn't make a difference. No. There's this strange sense that because you're out there, you're supposed to respond to them. I'll tell you one thing that I got recently, which fucking annoyed the shit out of me, and I fell let's, for it. Let's, let's go big guy screen writes, on Jeff for this. He's shaking his right, finger guy and everything. Writes me, guy writes me a message, and he says, I know you won't read this, but... Can you identify this knife for me? It has, and he didn't, there was no picture. There was no nothing. It has the number seven, five, what two, two, three, and it has a curved blade on it. Can you tell me what it is? I'm sure you're not going to respond to this. (laughs) And I'm looking at this message being like, you motherfucker. You didn't even say, please, there was nothing there. And I can't possibly know this. So I'm like, do I respond or (laughs) do I help him? So I decided to do both. Uh, respond with nothing. I wrote nope. I said I wrote <laughs> nope. Fucking I wrote nope. nope. I said nope. And he says, "Do you know anybody who, who who would know?" And I wrote nope. And that was it. But it was just like it was so obno. I was so obnoxious. It was so obnoxious, and I think that we all get this. And maybe we're being dicks right now, and that's the after show of dick time. Do you remember the good like-
4: old days where
3: we used to fight for every
4: listener? Uh- <laughs> we even wrote a oh, song yeah. at one point for a listener just to make sure we didn't lose a listener we, we, our we wrote our attitudes may have we, changed we, a bit
3: we, <laughs> yeah. we, wrote, we wrote a song like a vault yeah. that was a uh, Schwabi. got written a song Don't no, like listen <laughs> I come from here's the funny thing is I come from the I love radio and scolding the audience was day one shit so I'm, I have no problem scolding the audience fair
4: enough Fair enough. Yeah, my, Where we? My, sorry, I no think there's no such
3: thing as a stupid answer, but there's such a thing
5: as a stupid question. Stupid question, but there's such a <laughs> yeah. question, yeah. such thing as a stupid answer. Yeah,
2: yeah my, my problem is when, uh, yeah, it's like when somebody, it's like somebody wants you to do it all for them, like and, mm. and and also kind of talk to you like you owe it to them, like you need to stop whatever you're doing, take time out of your day to do this for me and it's fucking it's something simple have you ever thought of actually slipping in a little here? you should do a little like 75 euros an hour
5: and then set a little like a pace sort of process (laughs) on actually like like the the the, this is this these are the rates for me to help you from the whole process Uh, it'd it'd be uh, really interesting because it would just stop everything just paste that shit in and just see what happens
7: but but I think the
4: thing is, we've all, we've, we've all, you know, we've had help from other knife makers. And, you know, certainly for sure. me, that's why I started this whole hmm. show, because I, I was there to pick other people's brains. Um, and, you know, I think all four of us, you know, we, we're, we're quite open with helping people, you know, online or whether it's by the show or whatever. But it's when people don't sort of help themselves. They feel as if um, they're not going to put in that little bit of effort. Yeah, And quite often they expect you to put in more effort than they, they're going to to help them. You know, and it, it's, it's this weird, weird sort I of thing. I might be
5: bringing this on myself, but, but I actually don't get aggro. I don't get st- like really stupid questions. I don't get sort of things like that. I think I feel like I have a good following base that kind of if they are asking this kind of a connection there. And I know there are mm. people out there that can really bug the shit out of you. Mm. But I think there's... Yeah, I haven't had to, but the the one thing is I probably stay on top of the messages that come in. I'm always chipping away at a little bit of time and I think there's a daunting point where you suddenly see the motherload of fucking messages. And if that ever builds up into a mountain, then you're in this crazy place. What the hell do you do? Yeah. And uh but I, I yeah, I think I think literally Morocco you like there is this thing where people would probably pay for a consultancy kind of type thing, but it's, you know, that's probably only fans bring back only fans into
4: <laughs> <laughs>
7: shirtless I, I Morocco
4: giving advice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: For next extra twenty five dollars, a dick pay over there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Only twenty five. Wow. I know I got the That's figure on, but you bargain. see how bad I am with that already.
2: Hey, I'm 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 basing that number off volume. <laughs> per oh, inch. I mean, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You're Charged
3: by the inch. <laughs> oh shit! I believe that all of it is has to do with millennials. I find that there's. I'm, conv- I'm I'm ob- obsessed with all the generational generational um, the character the similar characteristics of generations and I believe that millennials and generation Z not generation Z but the millennials especially they're very entitled and there's this sense that the, especially considering their parents were baby boomers who are the ultimate worst parents of all time, uh, baby boomers as a generation. And this is an American thing, too. Oh, I don't know that, if— the, the ones that would never say no. Well, just mm-hmm. a, a background. I have this theory that the greatest generation, which is an American thing, World War II, uh, people who grew up in the Depression and fought in World War II, were lottery winners. When After World War II, all these great you know opportunities came, And they are like lottery winners, and they didn't know how to parent. They didn't know how to share generational wealth. They didn't know how to be parents. So they raised these entitled babies, which is the baby boomers. And then they were shitty parents because they had shitty parents. And then they raised Generation X, who was these, you know, we didn't get the kind of money that you (laughs) – we didn't get the Mm -hmm. kind of money that you have. And I'm just looking at a fucking message. I've from, just seen from it. one of the people. <laughs> in the, the I stopped completely. <laughs> it's the best. I stopped completely. I had to stop completely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast, we have someone in the in the in the in the in the feed that his name's is Jago Ward, and he writes, "How do knife?" So <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> the greatest, <laughs> stop me cold. That's the a T-shirt. Line That's is, a T-shirt. Most people who are most people who are. Uh, uh millennials especially they're just they're entitled and they feel like they deserve I, things without having to i work disagree i disagree there i think
4: i'd hate to be a teenager growing up now i think i had a better time hmm. and i think maybe my parents had a better time than me as you know growing up as a teenager and i i saw this 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 a uh, tweet earlier uh earlier today actually and somebody wrote um kids these days he said you know i worked hard for the to save up three grand to buy my four bedroom house they should also work hard to save their 600 grand for a one-bedroom studio and you know and, it, and it's it's that all sort about of, kids have different pressures these days mm. um and what like the fact that everybody walks around with a camera yeah, exactly.
7: There's that. Yeah,
5: there's that. But that I is think... intimidating shit. Like do think you, I, I saw a picture the other day or, or one of those documentaries of a concert and everybody was there listening mm-hmm. to the music. And then years later, uh, there's everybody's yeah, in the concert cameras. holding their camera up, watching the thing. Like yeah. that is a whole different mindset.
4: Yeah. Oh, I but would I love think to people just be thrown took... back to that way of thinking in that time. I think people took for granted, um and it you know, it was standard across I wouldn't say standard, but If you worked hard back in the 70s, especially in the UK, if you worked hard back in the 70s, you could buy a house, you could, you know, you could have a decent, comfortable life. Um, And I don't think that's the case anymore um, for a lot of sort of early 20s, you know, people working hard. They could never afford there's, there's basically not enough houses, they, so you know the prices are skyrocketing. So they could, they they can't. They, there's so many. I mean, I've got a younger brother. Thankfully, he's ju- he's just bought his first house, but you know, a lot of his friends as well. It's just impossible for them to get on that sort of property ladder. Um, and I think that was, it was just a given back in the seventies and eighties. And you know, we can go into the whole sort of you know council houses and Thatcher selling off the council house and all these these things that happened. Um, but I think. To say that you know millennials, you know that they, they don't know sort of hard work and that they, they, they expect everything. I think it's the opposite. I think they actually they've got less opportunity than previous generations.
7: Well, but if, for, for for for, you for, for the level there's of...
5: people, there's people making themselves famous because there's everybody has a camera or whatever else. You know there is mm-hmm. there's people who can can benefit from it. And there's people you know it it all is, is 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 where you win you lose and so on and so forth like.
3: Mm, yeah, but what I don't—I'm not saying working hard and you know physically working hard. Uh, it's there's a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is the feeling that being being a millennial and being ent- entitlement doesn't mean necessarily money. Mm. Entitlement is a more about a closer to being narcissistic, where you think, "What about me?" Yeah. what do mm-hmm. don't i deserve something and it yeah. isn't i'm not talking about the money isn't, part. isn't modesty the- modesty
5: is the most beautiful thing in the right mm-hmm. hands you know and and just that that it's the total opposite you know I, i'm totally kind of I have no time for anybody who feels like something is due to them yeah well
3: but i mean this is the this is the this is there's an issue with there's an issue with people like this guy michael douglas giving Asking and asking and asking and asking. And I had, there's there's people who listen to this podcast who get into my DMs. If you looked at my DMs, it's asking for something and then asking again and then asking for something else and then, and me being polite. And then they're keep on asking for something more and more and more. And it's just like, it does become, we sound like a bunch of fucking ass. I sound like an asshole right now. But then at the same time, it's like, I am. But at the asshole. same time, it's like, it is, it's, it's, it can be exhausting. Yeah. You know? To take, to take, to take. We don't give enough free stuff. I don't give a shit. Yeah, we should
5: actually, find, well, you, do you know what? Can we turn this shit around? I mean, every time somebody asks for something, maybe we should ask for something. Do you know what yeah. could you. Then uh, do, you get involved. No, in no, I'm not. Get they, the money out of it. I'm just thinking, like, we should probably, do, do, you know, can you get three skyhooks and, and a glass hammer? And and
4: if you can, you know, get <laughs> something impossible, then then I'll answer your question. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- yeah, I, think- I think maybe a lot of that is to do to millennials thinking that it's because. A lot of things have become worthless now that, you know, music, for example, you know, music is pretty much disposable now. And people have everything at their fingertips. They think, well, why shouldn't I have that at my fingertips, too? It's just it's just everything's around them. Everything everything is immediate. Whereas back, you know, when I was a kid and, when, you know, even when Jeff was a kid, you know, black and white days, you, you know, nothing was that immediate. Everything took time. It
5: took ages to download porn.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah.
7: Well, look at yeah.
4: you. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking well, this... about dinner guests. So one place you'd go for dinner, the ultimate dinner party, where would you go and
3: who would those guests be? How many guests?
2: I Three feel like guests. the last time Fingal was on the show, you asked this question. Yeah, really? I, thought, I, thought something I, I think about this vu's. question a lot.
4: I do. I really do think. Oh, good dinner. A yeah, I'm always thinking about dinner. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, my answers always change. So well, I'll bring you 40. three
5: guys here for dinner. Oh, no,
4: cheap shot. But, but uh, we're, we're on our way.
7: Exactly. So the price,
4: guys, you could fly today for five hundred <laughs> and seventy-nine dollars today. You can bring milk. Milk is cheap. Or oh, you could even come exactly. in a exactly warm from a cow. <laughs> Jeff's thinking hard. Thinking hard.
3: I haven't, I haven't, I have an answer. I'm thinking about the third person, but. Yeah. Go ahead. What, what's it, What's your answer, guys?
4: I don't know. I'm thinking now because you guys have had a chance to think and I, 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 give me a second.
2: I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, honestly, I, I would love to, you, you know, I've met Jeff in person and spent time with him and spent a horrible hungover hungover morning eating brunch with him at blade show but i haven't met or spent time well i've digitally spent time with you guys and i think that would be great to get together with you guys
5: screw this i don't want to i don't have dinner with you guys i want to cook with you guys i'm sorry i just feel like reverse it around it's a whole different equation Mm. i think that 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 you know I don't know what it is. I feel I connect more with people given that challenge of actually sort of achieving something and then sitting down to it afterwards. I think that it's it's much now forgive me I, I do love to go out and eat and, and, and I, I think that you know to go to Noma or to go to somewhere amazing like Hunter Gather Cook over in the UK mm. or do do anything like that would be an amazing event and occasion and to invite Josh home and Buddha and whoever else is your guest <laughs> but I think that, that if you really want to kind of have that bonding kind of connection and with something is to set yourself a challenge of something that you actually wouldn't be able to cook alone by yourself give yourself yeah. some so sort of challenge you know and bring somebody else to the equation who can bring their knowledge base to it and just make a meal that you'll all absolutely remember because it took all of you to actually achieve that and then sit down to it. And the fuck-ups are the fuck-ups and the wonderful things and, yeah. and 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 make that. I think that is a superior night in so many ways for me.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I've been lucky enough, and I'm sure we all have. We've all been lucky enough to go to, you know, amazing places to eat and things like that. Mm. But those aren't necessarily the memories that stick with you. Sometimes it can be a a sloppy meal, wherever. But if you're with the right people, um, you know, on all the stars align, everybody's in the right mood, that can be like the best time, you know? So, yeah, it's always difficult when, you know, this question, you know, it's a common question, you know, who would you have for this dinner? It's always difficult because it's never going to live up to that expectation anyway.
5: There's there's always been... please please go ahead I was I always went to cook with friends there's there's two very close friends um Ivan Whelan and Ted Berner and we always kind of get together shout out to Ivan and Ted Ivan and Ted absolutely would deserve a shout out but these guys there's an event called the the ring dinner and the ring dinner is where actually a, a bunch of chefs kind of get together and they actually cook in the center and the ring around it is actually the tables And Mm. everybody sits down and actually eats the tables around the, it becomes the ring. And inside is where the food is all made and done. And it's the most amazing meal because there's the shucking of the oysters, there's whatever else is the cooking of the bone marrow, the yada, yada. And everything happens as part of the sort of the theater and the process in the middle. But Mm. the crack in the middle is actually quite brilliant and the venue and the event. So again, it's, it's the, um, it's that element of, of, I mean, you're you're, the best thing to do on your day off when nothing's happening is to watch somebody else work.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Jeff, I can see you thinking hard about this one. I'm I'm curious about your uh, your answer to this.
3: I like what Fingal said because the thing is, you can come up with these, con- you know. I was thinking of uh, Jimi Hendrix and you know these people that you don't know, but you wouldn't ha- if you ha- you pick famous people, you eat famous people that you've never met before. You don't necessarily know how it's going to be. There's a restaurant that I grew up in. It's no longer there. It's, it used to be in the, on, in Midtown. It was the first Japanese restaurant I ever went to. And it was crazy. And they still don't have restaurants like this where it was like this three-tiered. The inside was tiers. And at the top was a, a yakitori guy. The middle was the tempura guy, and the bottom was the sushi guy. And there was different layers. And then you could sit around the bar, and then they'd have these long paddles, and they'd bring you the food. So you could order – it was all different types of Japanese food. It was crazy. And they, 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 they knew me because my dad used to take me there, and they used to, you know, talk about the Yankees. And it was just – everything was really great, and it was one of my favorite restaurants growing up because <laughs> – so there might as well be a basketball team right now. They are in an <laughs> epic collapse, P.S. And I, w- I would have to pick, I would have to pick to eat with. I would have to pick uh, my business partner, Tony, my b- my good friend, Nico, and then my college roommate, Jamie. And the reason why is because I've had really good times with them where we were, we're not having to, we're laughing. I've actually had dinner with Nico and, and Tony once, and it was a blast. And all I can think of is I've already know that we've established this great Relationship for, for, a, for a good dinner and a conversation, and mm. it would be better than the expectations of what's it like eating with, you know, Henry, you know, with uh, Jimi Hendrix and Buddha. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, I mean, uh, you never, you're going to be
7: nervous. Henry, know, I don't want to be nervous. <laughs> I, I want to eat off of gonna a naked
5: say, Buddha with Jimi Hendrix in a sushi place. That would be pretty cool.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wasn't going to say Henry Kissinger. I was going to say, um, uh, who knows? But it yeah. is that you. Oh, do you want to be with people that you're going to learn from, or do you want to actually have a good time? Yeah, you know.
4: Yeah, great. Great. Should we call it a day?
3: Two hundred episodes, actually, and that's how it ends. I, but people are only something. halfway
5: through their knives. People right now are grinding knives and only halfway through their knives. And what are they going to do uh, for the next? I mean, there's only so much you sure. can listen to the same old playlists
2: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right, oh, about say, to say, say something. Sorry. Yeah, I want to actually now. Apologize. I'm, I'm. gonna try to own up. I want to apologize to Michael Douglas. <laughs> so I've, Mickey is Mickey D still here? We. So Jesus. I've been while you guys have been chatting. I've been digging around and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with this. This is how much <laughs> I do. Normally in conversation, like when I'm messaging with people. So over so for the last 10 minutes, I've, I've been listening, but I've also been fucking trying to figure out what's going on with this knife maker's whiteboard. I finally had to ask somebody while we're in here recording the episode, and it's a hidden group. I had no idea it's a hidden group because it's not even my group. And, and he asked for... This is what I think put me over the edge the other day when I decided to block him, is that he asked me for an invite... I was like, all right, well, what the fuck's this guy's name? It's Douglas Knives. What's his name? I go to his profile page. His name's not even on the profile page. So I'm just like, all right, this is fucking stupid. I'm over this. I go to try to invite him now. I still can't invite him because, it's one, it's not my page. And, two, I'm not even, we're not connected on Facebook. So I don't know what to tell you, Michael. That's where we're at. But I will apologize for all this shit I put you through. You're going gonna to unblock him? I I do actually, <laughs> but don't fucking annoy me again. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. There we go. Unblocked. It's all rounded. It.
4: We we've been talking it's- about um, before we go. We've got our general update of Jeff's health because Jeff's oh. Jeff's trying to basically Jeff's insurance sounds. I is, is, do you live in Cabot Cove, Jeff? Because your insurance sounds as if it's through the roof. So I'm wondering. What's been going on this week? What checks have you had done, both internally, externally? What's been going on?
3: Well, I had a very. This is. This isn't enough time. We're gonna have to do. The, this is gonna have to give the old, the old cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I, I have, have a, a check, funny though. story. Keep away my secret. I have. I have a funny story, and I had to. And I guess it's gonna have to wait till. Two th- Twenty two oh one. well for can the, i just say one thing
5: something okay. euro ticket this is the one way ticket i could have put on the ai glove and checked you out there buddy
3: do are we gonna are we ever gonna admit that we did like 10 five minute episodes <laughs> does that make this still the 200th <laughs> episode because <laughs> in, in my mind i'm thinking yeah well you
7: know we have gonna we'll revolutionize in,
4: podcasting then. with that remember
7: <laughs> or I'm a five-minute call. <laughs> five-minute no, seriously
4: now we're, everybody is really concerned about your health because you talk about every week and you're obviously going through a lot of checks so what's going on
3: dude i'm like i'm like i'm healthy as a horse keep going <laughs> so, i mean i i went to get i went to that's,
7: that's
4: <laughs> <laughs> i miss doing that so much each week i miss it so much <laughs> That's a show. Thank everybody for listening. Um, This was episode 200. Um, We will be back next week. Um, Maybe not on Friday, um, but obviously on a Monday. The show is going out every Monday, as it always has done for the last four years, I believe. So thank you all for listening. And, um, Fingal, thank you very much for joining us on this on special episode. You and your microphones, Merkel, has been
7: uh, greatly <laughs> My appreciated.
5: Merkle. My, Merkle. My furry Merkel. Mer- Merkel,
4: I said. Then
7: <laughs> I said Merkel.
5: Oh, you miss her already, do you? Uh,
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, should we let Jeff back in? There we go. No, he's back. No, he shouldn't <laughs> let me back. And I was like, I'm ready to go home. I was like, fucking thank <laughs> God. I should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, early I get home
7: like early. Yes, talking day. about your
5: health very early in the episode and get, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, yeah. two thousand one, two hundred one. We're gonna work it out
4: what are you, what are you pushing for i'm i'm going to do a blatant plug for something of mine this week so let's start with Marekka. what are you pushing this week have you got your will your um your knives be available the the the, the, the lower cost knives
2: yeah i i have a uh, email list that they're going to go out to first but if uh, cool. if they don't get picked up there they are going to be up on my secondary email list and then possibly up on uh instagram in my store cool hopefully okay. they're gone by then cool
4: if you're listening on Monday morning, um, these notes will now be available. These are the, the folder, the H folder, um, called H because that was my grandfather's what how he was known. And this is basically a replica of the original knife that I was given, but it's just a bit more beefy um, for a modern day. These are available. Remember, Knife Talk 10 might get you 10% off. The first 20 mm-hmm. to buy will get a numbered edition as well. So these are available Monday morning. Uh, Fingle, what have you got going on this week?
5: Oh, there's been a lot of food have, staff on holidays and, f- you know, fixing pasteurizers and doing all kinds of things. Do you know, what? It, it's all good. I have to admit, I'm, I am I've had a really good summer and I've been so grateful to everybody who's helped me get through the busy period that we've had. And I'm just looking forward to making more knives and, and doing the things during the quieter period. I'm actually looking to a little nice kind of quiet spell now. Nice. If, if it
4: happens. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Jeff,
3: what what's what's on the books this week? Books on the this week is I'm getting I'm very close to being all caught up, very close, uh, and I'm working on that. And I'm very excited. I'm going to be at Maker Camp uh, the f- eighth through the eleventh of October, and I'm going to bring merch with me. So it'll, uh. it'll be a one time deal. So bring some cash if you're going to get some merch. So I'll have I'll have a couple I'll have a couple things. So. And then I'm really, you know, that's it. Cool.
4: Okay. That's a show. That's a show. High five from a distance. We shall see you next week. Bye for now.
3: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.